Oh, hey there. Come on in. We're just about to start. Welcome to My Wife the Dietitian, a fun weekly podcast about nutrition and healthy lifestyle. I'm Rob, and together with my wife, Sandra, we invite you to join us on this informative and entertaining journey through the complex world of healthy eating. Join us each week as we strive to help you with transforming your overall health and relationship with food through up-to-date, evidence-based nutrition information. Today, we are talking about red wine and whether it's helpful, as many studies suggest, or harmful. New evidence is showing the direct relationship between alcohol consumption and certain cancers, heart disease, and other health issues. Canada has just released new guidelines for what they feel is safe when it comes to drinking alcohol. Yeah, it is a huge, I think that's a huge change to say two drinks a week, and they're calling moderate risk three to six drinks a week. Stay with us to learn everything you need to know about red wine. Is it helpful or harmful? Hello, Sandra. Hey, Rob. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Welcome to uh, episode 57 of My Wife the Dietitian. We're talking today about red wine. Helpful or harmful. Helpful or harmful. There's always that quandary when it comes to wine specifically and, and alcohol in general. It's almost dry February, mm-hmm. right? Cancer prevention, kind of dry February month. We did a, an episode last year, uh, 2022, on cancer prevention, and episode it, five. Yeah, episode five, one of our one of our beginning episodes, and it focused a lot on alcohol, and uh, the rules have changed in Canada, at least. The guidelines, the gu- yeah, not the rules. The guidelines, I guess, have changed on alcohol consumption. So we're going to be talking a lot about that today and and deciding whether, uh, you know, red wine is helpful or harmful. And before we get into that, we just want to share some other news with you. Um, I've been busy this week uploading all of our podcast episodes onto YouTube. So for Woo-hoo! all those YouTube fans out there who uh, like to get your information from YouTube, which is a great source, it's a lot easier in some cases to find it on YouTube. So yeah, we're on there, uh, just audio at the moment, but uh, we will be adding some short video uh, clips of various things in the future. So uh, check out the page, uh, give us a like on there or subscribe and uh, yeah, enjoy uh, enjoy that platform. So Let's get into our talk today. We're going to talk a whole bunch about different things to do with red wine. And uh, Sandra, I'll turn it over to you and you can get us get us going here. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned about the guidelines changing because it's a big change from the 2011 guidelines where it was 10 drinks a week for women, 15 drinks a week for men. Um, so one to two a day was, you know, fairly safe, not risky, um, you know, okay for health. And as we mentioned last year, at the end of January, when we did episode five on cancer prevention, we talked all about how there's no level of alcohol that's um, safe for cancer risk, because it is a carcinogen. And we know that um, having alcohol in your system can increase your risk of cancer. So that's part of the 
what informed the new guidelines from this Canadian Centre for Substance Use and Addiction that um, that now in Canada they've used. And they're saying that low risk is one to two drinks a week. A week, yeah. That's People huge are like, what? Difference. I know, what? it's a lot different. And uh, having, <laughs> having said that though, the 15 drinks a week for men, I'm like, what? That seemed to me that seemed pretty steep but i know there's people who do that they they go out and have a few drinks every day after work and a few more on the weekend with friends you know at 15 can you can get to 15 pretty quick but yeah for myself that just that, that's just not how i live my life um so it seemed like wow that's a lot but uh and and men um do tend to drink more um the research shows that uh, 68% of men drink, 64% of men, women drink, and men do have a higher tolerance. And they, you know, that's why I think it was two drinks a day for men, like the last guidelines, and one for women. So it's right. uh, just, they have higher lean muscle, and they metabolize alcohol differently, just like the caffeine that we talked a little bit about. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And we're going to talk about red wine. So what does one drink look like? That People always ask that. So it's like five ounces of red wine, or sorry, five ounces of wine. And now five ounces, if you, th- if you take a measuring cup that's one cup, five ounces is a little over half of that. It, it's like eight ounces is a cup. Is a cup, yeah. So five ounces isn't really a lot of wine. No. Like if you take one of those big wine glasses, five ounces would be like a third of that maybe. Like it when it, some people will fill it right up, you know, over half. And I'm like, that's like 12 ounces, maybe that's not, <laughs> you know, that's, that doesn't count as your glass of wine. That's like three glasses of wine. Well, everything's bigger. And, you know, it just seems like nowadays that, you know, bigger is better. Portions are bigger everywhere. And then you get those massive wine glasses that are like, you know, fish bowls. Exactly. You but pour two glasses of wine yeah. and the bottle's almost empty. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> what happened? That's right. So five ounces of wine, 12 ounces of beer, and 1.5 ounces of liquor, like hard liquor. Right. So that's uh, considered a drink. And so, yeah, it is a huge, I think that's a huge change to say two drinks a week. And they're calling moderate risk three to six drinks a week. So that's if you have one drink a day, say five out of out of five days a week, then that's kind of, that's moderate risk, which doesn't seem like a lot of, you know, you have a beer after work. Yeah. Or a glass of wine or whatever. That It seems pretty innocent, but that is now considered a moderate risk. Amazing. For cancer and some other some other health issues, right? It's not just cancer, or is it specifically, or it's focused more towards, targeted more towards cancer, I guess? Well, actually, no, they do, we do talk about um, other, like early death, uh, like risk of early death. Early and, death. Yeah. Kind of based on this concept of longevity or years of life lost, and it's YLL. Hmm. So they're saying that light drinking is 17.5 years of life lost in a thousand lifetimes, whereas moderate drinking can lead to 17.5 years of life lost in a hundred lifetimes. So it seems so confusing. Yeah, it is a bit confusing. But, <laughs> but it is basically, they're saying that with, um, 
moderate drinking, you have an increased risk of dependence on alcohol, increased risk of addiction, of alcoholism, of liver cirrhosis, weight gain, and higher intakes can affect your brain, you know, your major organ, the brain. Um, it can increase the risk of dementia. But, you know, this is where like the, the science and evidence is progressing, but there is mixed messages because, you know, we've all heard about the French paradox or the Mediterranean diet and how that is helpful for longevity and people are healthier that have a Mediterranean lifestyle. Which includes red wine. That's right. right. That's right. And yeah. in the mind diet in episode 14, one glass of red wine a day actually help reduce risk of Alzheimer's, especially in people that have Alzheimer's genetic marker. So there is something to that. And that's why I wanted to talk about red wine specifically, helpful or harmful. And uh, I think um, it's, it's interesting. And I think it's all about the doses and the poisons. So the amount, right? Because it's the red skins in the red wine, the, the grape skins that give us the resveratrol. Did I say that right? That's pretty close. That's a tough <laughs> Resveratrol. One. And it's an antioxidant that is in the dark, like it's like the dark color of the red and the purple grape skins that, that make the red wine. And we know that that helps reduce various cancer risk. It helps reduce the risk of dementia, but it's just you know, the, the amount of resveratrol that you need is more than um, in a glass of wine. So that's the other thing. So you get, you know, you have one glass of wine, but you're also getting the alcohol, which is the carcinogen. Right. So a glass of red wine, the de-alcoholized wine has the resveratrol too. So that's another way to get it or eating grapes, like having the grapes with the skin will give you that reservatrol. But with the, so the French paradox or the Mediterranean diet, we don't know, we're not certain if, if it's the wine or if it's another factor. Could it be the other phytochemicals and polyphenols from the plant foods, from the lentils, from the olive oil, the yeah, nuts like and seeds? Other aspects of the diet, right? That's right. The it's sardines. To... The yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, we think of, okay, so there's this whole lifestyle. It's not one element. And so, you know, because people love their red wine and they, you know, basically we often hear what we want. Um, like I think we mentioned about, you know, chocolate is good. Oh, let's have a chocolate, a candy bar. Well, it's not, it's the dark chocolate. It's, that's what has the protective polyphenols and yeah. And it's not three times a day. That's right. right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So it's, it's that, uh, you know, the wine, five ounces of red wine, um, looks like it could be helpful to help with preventing dementia. Um, it actually helps with reducing the risk of, heart disease and stroke and early death. It helps improve your HDLs, your good cholesterol, and reduce your LDLs and reduce inflammation. But that's five ounces. And it's not a bottle and it's not another glass. Um, so it's about, you know, making those informed um, choices and trying to, you know, learn the information and then and then live your life based on you know, the informed choice. Yeah, that's really good advice. And actually, that brings me to this 
awesome letter to the editor in the local uh, newspaper. It's hilarious. Right after the guidelines came out, there was so much media around it, right? It was a, it's a big change, like a, a, it's a huge change Yeah, for many people. And this lady, it was awesome. Let's have a toast to a long life. So her letter to the editor was for about 50 years, I've enjoyed one glass of red wine almost daily in the company of family or friends. At 84, I remained fit, active, and happy. Any heart problems or cancer that arrive in the future will be accepted as my exit plan. That's awesome. <laughs> And then she goes on to say, I believe that fast food, soda, pop, and excess salt and sugar, along with smoking, cause most health problems. I will continue to enjoy my pre-dinner glass. And I love that because that's the informed risk. That's like, you know what? It's I'm 84. Give me like, this is quality of life. Totally. And I enjoy this. And, it, you know, I think there is something about that. Like alcohol does help just, you know, with stress at the end of the day, just a little bit. Like you don't have to drink a lot, um, just a little bit to get that nice. Um, yeah. She's not like doing tequila shots at the bar with <laughs> the, the local drinking team. It's it's ripped grannies. Ripped, yeah, ripped grannies. <laughs> getting it on. No, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it sounds like a responsible part of her healthy lifestyle. Yeah, she's not abusing it. I think I I'm sure a lot of people read that and agree because you know don't you know don't take away the some pleasure of life, right? It's just like a glass of red wine, you know, like what? All of a sudden I only can have two a week. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, anyways. And then there was a, another hilarious cartoon in the newspaper, in the local newspaper, Rayside. And it, because with these new guidelines, they're looking at possible warning labels on alcohol and like they have on the cigarette packages you got it right, yeah. you got it like the negative you know the awful pictures and you know the the fear the fear the yeah. f exactly the fear marketing so to prevent people from buying buying it so um he says in his first picture warning labels on alcoholic beverages if so design them to be more effective so the first picture is hilarious and it says, warning, alcohol may, may make you think you're funnier than you actually are. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> this guy with like a, you know, a lampshade on his head and everybody's just looking at him sideways like what? And he's got a big drink in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> So life funny. of the party. That's right. Life of the party. And the next one is a uh, warning. <laughs> More than three drinks at an office function can lead to unemployment. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. got the employee, he's got a drink and he's like all red in the face and he's like got his finger in his in his boss's chest and going. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. And there's a Christmas tree in the it's background. Like a truth, it's like a truth serum. <laughs> That's right. Well, then the last one kills me. It's a um, uh, warning. Alcohol can make the guy at the end of the bar seem hot. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think it's called beer beer goggles, right? That's right. Yeah, it's so that's funny. a classic. Oh my goodness! So you know, it's uh, it's pretty hilarious. Like, just I, obviously, it sparked a lot of debate. It sparked a lot of media, and there's a lot of um, you know pros and cons with these new guidelines. So uh, yeah, I think that was pretty funny to see those in the paper, though. Totally, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, so what, um, what's the takeaway message here with the red wine? It seems like it's something, well, a few things. First thing I was going to mention is 
I think there's a lot more options for those who are looking to replace alcohol or red wine with a non-alcoholic beverage. I think there's a lot more options now than there used to be 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So it's maybe um, we need to question why we're drinking alcohol. Is it just habit uh, or do you actually need the alcohol? Is the alcohol doing anything or is it just, like I said, a habit that you do every day after work? Mm-hmm. Um, or when you're out with friends, like, do you need to have alcohol? So if you're looking at cutting back because of the health risks, then maybe you could look at some other potential options that might be a healthier choice. Yeah, L- Like I said, because there are a lot more options out there now than there used to be. And it's a lot more acceptable, I think, for people to be drinking non-alcoholic beverages in a social setting. Um, a lot of that has to do with the designated driver, kind of um, the drinking and driving campaigns that have been going around for years now. It's it's acceptable for people to be like, um, or comfortable, I guess, to be with your friends, but not drinking. There's not the same kind of pressure or stigma that there used to be. Oh, how come you're not drinking tonight? Or, you know, that kind of thing there used to be. So yeah, if you are looking at cutting back, I think there are there are some options out there. And the second thing, what was I going to say? I can't remember what I was going to say, but it'll come to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I mean, there's no, I don't think there's any healthcare professional or doctors or anything that would suggest to a non-drinker to start drinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so alcohol likely kills more people than it saves. And unfortunately, they tend to be younger because of the risk of accidents and and um, injury and all that. So um, definitely don't start if you aren't a drinker. But if you do drink daily, and maybe, you know, you like red wine, and you're drinking red wine, maybe aim for two days a week of no alcohol or trying the um, de-alcoholized wine or having, as Rob said, like other options for drinks, um, for like a non-alcoholic drink, two days a week. So kind of uh, you were just reading, Rob, about any level of re- reduction in your alcohol intake is probably good for your health and uh, a benefit for the body. Yeah, I was reading that the, like the people who drink the most are the ones who are going to benefit, have the most gain uh, by cutting back on their alcohol consumption, which which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And definitely um, try more um, the red plant foods like the grapes with skins beets, pomegranate. Look at episode 54. We talked all about those red foods, uh, plant foods that give us the prebiotics that help with our bile health. And they love eating all those, the red based foods, and that's really good for us. So the grapes with skin gives you the Reservatrol, resveratrol. Resveratrol. (laughs) It's R-E-S-V-E-R-A. T-R-O-L. That's right. Resveratrol. Is that that really uh, (laughs) the magical element in grape skins that is is so so beneficial as an antioxidant? Um, But anyway, so that is my take-home message is aim for two days a week of no drinking. And then look at uh, trying some of those de-alcoholized wines and see about taste and if you like those because they do have... That those beneficial uh, polyphenols and antioxidants. Yeah, for sure. And we'll just stress once again too that uh, when it comes to alcohol, the red wine is 
as far as health is concerned, I guess it's it's at a higher standard health wise than um, beer and and liquor. So what we're discussing here, having uh, drinks every week, kind of thing, it, we're referring more to red wine than tequila shots. So just keep that in mind. There is there is some health benefits to red wine. So sounds good. Awesome. So don't forget to check out the YouTube page like we were uh, mentioning in the beginning of the episode. Uh, it is under My Wife the Dietitian, so it should be pretty easy to find. Um, and look for some uh, videos that we'll be putting out eventually. We'll let you know on here too, but uh, if you're going to be on YouTube, you will see some videos on there eventually. And then we've also got our Facebook and Instagram page. Uh, be, feel free to visit those as well. Give us some likes and comments and don't forget to rate and review the show. That's really important for us. And stick around for next week. Uh, We will be bringing you something super exciting next week. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode.